With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the NFL! Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands in monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast on today's show. It's a continuation of Dynasty Camp News, how it's impacting your roster. But uh, I want to bring in a man who's had a tremendous impact on my life. He is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, how you feeling, man? Coming back from a little bit of an illness. Good to see you smiling. I am exponentially better, my friend. Listen, last week was a bit of a shit show. I apologize for that. I was not really feeling up to it, but I wanted to do it just because it feels good to do something normal. Uh, I feel great now. I still sound a little raspy. You know, I could feel that it exists, but I feel good. You know, it's, you know, I get I get a little boogies from time to time. But other than that, I am good. How have you been, my good man? Well, you look good. You look good. Thanks. You look good. You hey. look like 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 you're on the rebound. For those of you that are subscribed on YouTube, Jerry is wearing the Stone Cold Steve Austin t-shirt. Always, always a good choice. Uh, shows you he is, in fact, a man of class, distinguishing uh, tastes, is, uh, is Mr. Sinclair. Uh, if you're watching, speaking of YouTube, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, you would have gotten this Monday night, maybe a... You listened on YouTube at work on Tuesday. Um, you know, our, our my son's baseball season had ended. If you had under five minutes of Memphis mentioning youth baseball, congratulations. That hey, let, me, let me just say, Randy was, when I logged in before we started recording, he put me on hold before he brought in because he was talking youth, youth baseball with somebody else. So it, it, it is truly the man's life. Dude, it, it, it is a, a job. It is a part-time job. I now have two. Between the podcast, the Patreon, 
my real job and and then assistant coaching and developing my son in baseball. But we're recording on Monday night because tomorrow's the biggest travel tryout of the of the year for my son. Very important for him. So we uh, we are recording on Monday night. So just when you think Memphis is done talking about youth baseball because it's August. Guess what, motherfucker? Still got a lot of youth baseball left in us for the summer. But, uh, Jerry, we're going to get into camp real quick. But, uh, you know, we, we got to do it. It's everyone's favorite segment. I don't have a specific tweet. Are you ready for everybody's favorite segment? Of course. It is good people, uh, bad tweets. This is brought to you by our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And, and this week, I'm not going to single one person out, Jerry. It's kind what of a, a nice bad guy. tweet, sort of a Memphis rant. Are you ready? Okay, shoot. So it came, we'll get into his dynasty value in just a couple of minutes, but it came out on Monday morning that Judge Sue Robinson has decided that a six game suspension for Deshaun Watson is the punishment uh, that they're going to dole out. Now, uh, Twitter set itself on fire. Jerry, we love football, right? Of course. You know, the, the former Redskins, former football team, now Commanders, you know, they've had some branding as a football team, right? Yeah. Now, if Twitter had a football team, if Twitter had a football team, you know what their mascot would be? I am curious to hear what you got for them. It would be the Twitter virtue signalers. All these people. All these people. Oh, Deshaun Watson, he's such a scumbag. Oh, Deshaun Watson, he's into weird shit. And, and, and you're not going to get any argument from me on that. But here's the thing. The, the person who made this decision was a female federal judge brought in by the NFLPA and the NFL to, to review these things. We didn't want Uncle Raj, that being Roger Goodell, being judge, jury, and executioner in these things. We wanted an arbitrary, arbiter, middle-of-the-road, neutral person to make these decisions. And this is her decision. And, and now it's like, oh, the NFL is so bad. I'll tell you the worst tweet. I don't remember the person's name. I actually do, but I'm not going to say it. They're sitting here talking about how bad the NFL is and blah, blah, blah. And the whole time, their profile picture is a picture of the NFL Hall of Fame. Quit virtue signaling, okay? Quit it. Knock it off. The NFL doesn't give a shit what you think. They didn't give a shit what you thought when it came to Colin Kaepernick. They don't give a shit when, when Zeke Elliott got suspended for six games, and they don't give a shit now. And, Jerry, do you, do you want to know why the NFL doesn't give a shit? Why is that? Because no one's turning off the fucking game. This coming Sunday is the NFL Hall of Fame game. It's good to have football back. Yeah. And, like, the bunch of degenerates that we are, we might as well be, might as well be drug addicts. And I know it, I don't want to downplay substance abuse issues. I, I've had a brother who's fought this for the majority of his adult life. But – we are addicted. We are going to watch a stupid game between the Raiders and the Jaguars in record numbers. And we're, going to, and we're going to bet it in record numbers. And we're going to get out our phones, and we're going to be on our TVs, and we're going to be on our devices, and we're going to be giving these people more and more money. We talk out of both sides of our mouth. Oh, the NFL. Nobody cares because you're not strong enough to turn off the TV. Have some conviction. If you truly believe Deshaun Watson's a scumbag and the NFL's a scumbag league full of scumbags, turn the fuck off. That's the only way you're getting their attention. But guess what? Just like the uprage, uproar and rage over Colin Kaepernick, nobody turned off the fucking game. Everybody left the TV on 
And now that more betting's legal, we're watching more than ever. So, yeah, did a bad guy get away with some bad stuff and six games and the way that, yes, all of that is true. But shut the fuck up about it and move on down the goddamn road. Nothing is going to change because you're not going to change. Jerry, I'm I'm ranting here. How do you want me to follow that, though? I mean, God, I mean, God damn. Don't tell me how bad it is and continue to consume a product. You tell me how fucking bad it is. I mean, listen, if you want to look into the morality of a lot of places, companies, a lot of things, you're you're going to go down a, you know, they, they have all not done good things over the course of time. I am not here to, I'm not an expert in politics, nor do I really give a shit about them for the most part. Um, you know, that's not what this podcast is about. We're going to talk about the fantasy value of Deshaun Watson, and we're going to address the fantasy implications and the dynasty implications of it. But I, I hear you. Listen, well, our, our is, good friend- is, he a, is he a horrible person and he did horrible shit? Of course he did. I have Deshaun Watson on my team, and I know that I am weak when it comes to moral issues in dynasty and fantasy football. I want assets that can help me win so I can spit in my friend's face and tell them that I'm better than them. And then I can take their money and I can have the trophies and I can do that. And somebody like Deshaun Watson helps me do that. So we're going to talk about the things that, you know, are are relevant to the Dynasty Warzone podcast later on. But Randall, listen, I I hear you and, and you're right. But that's a listen, that's a that's a deep issue and we could we could do a whole maybe maybe global society we have a lot of international listeners but i'll I'll help fix the rest of the world on like a patreon podcast good 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 friend of the show mike kenny points out on the youtube feed nine of the 10 most viewed shows of the year were nfl games don't tell me you hate the product and hate the people running it and then consume it in record numbers it's very hypocritical if you hate it turn turn off you know what? Would you like it to be better? Is that what you're trying to say? Great. But we are the ones who determine the change. And we only determine the change by turning off. Major League Baseball was getting record low numbers in, the, in their pot in, in their viewership. They're trying, they're, they're putting like a pitch clock in. They're banning the shift. They're doing things to make the game more fan-friendly. Because why? The fan voted. The fan voted and said, this shit's boring. And Major League Baseball is like, uh, guys, they're not watching. We better figure some shit out. When we as consumers say, hey, we're not watching, the NFL will figure some shit out. But until then, if you want to figure some Dynasty shit out, come over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Jerry just wrapped up Patron 15. Took two weeks. That may be a record like for the length of time of a draft in Patron 15. So I uh, I was actually just going through all my rosters because I do have, you know, to keep the Deshaun Watson talk going, I have quite a bit of Deshaun Watson, believe it or not. Uh, and so I was going in, you know, swapping him out for, you know, trying to see what sort of situations I have to deal with for the first six weeks. And I came across my uh, Patreon 14 team, which is the one we have with the tiers. And I am in the absolute tippy top bottom tier. And so I'm looking at this team and I was like, what in the fuck was I doing when I was drafting? And then I realized that it was the relegation league. And I was like, oh, okay, thank God. Because it was it was a disaster. But listen, it, were you were you in the newest one? 
Uh, I was not. Okay, um, that's why they mean, drafted so fast because Randy will take all motherfucking day. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa! First of all, I will have you know, in Scott Fishbowl twelve, I had the second fastest draft time. Okay, of, of anybody in there. Now, mind you, our draft took uh, sixteen days. We were one of the last. The the Guadalajara because it's it's cities. We're Guadalajara, Mexico. Yeah. We were like one of the slowest drafts out there, but. I mean, patrons a ton of fun. We we brought in some new people last week. Uh, they're already getting acclimated. There's talks of patron sixteen. We're bringing back the redraft tag team division, so uh, it works like this. You have to if if you're in, it'll be twenty four of our patrons, and you have to form a tag team, preferably with someone that you've maybe not been in the league with before, or like a newer patron gets paired up with a veteran patron, and we do a redraft league for for fun you know a couple bucks nothing nothing groundbreaking nothing uh you need those deep pockets to play in a lot a lot of fun and uh, you do have to give your your team the name of a classic wwe tag team so uh last year we were the outsiders we came in second uh i forget who we lost to but i mean this is just some of the fun stuff we do over at patreon and for five bucks a month you get the bonus podcast you you get to be in the group chat there's leagues and that's just how we support the show. It's how we keep the, the streaming service, all the blah, blah, blah stuff behind the scenes. Um, that's Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Come hang out with us as the season gets going. And uh, even if you only hang out from like August through January, it's good to get plenty of in-season advice. And uh, Jerry, I'm ready to jump into the show. Absolutely. Now, now that I to- told the loyal listeners of the Dynasty Warzone to shut the hell up about Deshaun Watson... Let's talk Let's about, talk about Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, and and and, and I, I don't want to say we told you so, but this is exactly kind of how we thought this thing would go with Deshaun Watson. We said last year on this very show that from a dynasty standpoint, I was just treating him like he had torn an ACL. Now, theoretically, he could have played last year for Houston. He just told Houston to go piss up a rope, and and, and I'm not playing. And they gladly gave him $10 million not to play football. But from a dynasty standpoint, if you did what I did, so the day that it came out that the second grand jury decided not to indict or press charges against Deshaun Watson and that criminally he was free to go and it literally just came down to the civil and the NFL, I went out and accepted an offer of I got Deshaun Watson and I gave up Carson Wentz in a 2023 first. Deal. And, and easy money. And uh, I, it, it's, a, it's a competitive league. Um, this was why I was giving that advice. And I know people are like, well, it's, it's easy to pat yourself on the back now. But it's like, th- this always felt like the outcome. I mean, I said it today in our patron group chat. It's hard to give Deshaun Watson, no matter how many allegations, is it still as bad as kicking a woman on camera? Like we have like, we have he said, she said. I know there was a lot of she's, like 24, 30, maybe even up to 60 she's, but it's all still alleged, and there wasn't enough evidence to convict in court. We're really going to give that guy more games than the guy who kicked a woman on camera? It never felt like more than six games for me. From a dynasty standpoint, it was a buy. And, uh, Jerry, I got to say the the days of cheap Deshaun Watson are officially over. Yep. Um, here's the thing, like – When it comes to ascertaining his value in Dynasty, what he has done outside of the Dynasty world does not matter. Listen, if if you have a moral compass and he is not your style, 
I ain't mad at you, and I don't really blame you. But when it comes to this, this man is only going to miss six games. And in the three seasons that he has played, he has finished as the number five quarterback every single time, which makes him a league-winning, dominant asset that you could get for a depressed value for the better part of the last 18 months or so. Now, to Randy's point, that time has pretty much ended. Um, so, so what is your plan now? Are you you're not going to try and acquire him, I would assume, because it's probably going to peak back into the top five value, I would guess. I mean, it's six games. I mean, we're in training camp right now, right? Would you be giving away Deshaun Watson if he pulled a hammy, like a severe hammy strain in camp? Would you be, you know, and it's basically the same, right? It's it's hey, he he has a severe hamstring strain. He's going to start the season on the pup. He's going to miss the first six games, except he's not hurt. He can do all of the preseason work. He can play in all the preseason games, and then he can't. I, I bet you you see a lot of Deshaun Watson in the preseason sure. because he's got a lot of rust to knock off from sitting out a full season last year. You want to get him as many reps as possible with Amari Cooper, David Njoku. Uh, he and Donovan Peoples-Jones have shown a real rapport in camp to date. So no, um, I, I would actually be looking at some of those ancillary pieces to, to be real honest. I will say this, um, Deshaun Watson, I'm really curious. I would have to do like a Rotoviz poll of his stats indoors versus outdoors. Cause remember he played in Houston, Houston's a dome and they played one road game a year in Jacksonville, typically good weather and one game a year on the road in Indy, which is also a dome stadium. So you're talking 10 out of 16 games, the guy played indoors and in ideal conditions. And in the AFC North, that ain't it. You got to go to Pittsburgh. You got to go to Baltimore. You got to go to Cincinnati. You play in Cleveland. Think about three years ago when Cleveland had that three-game stretch where they played the Raiders, the Eagles, and the Texans, and the wind was so bad that they wouldn't even land planes in Cleveland. How does Deshaun Watson play in less than ideal conditions? So and if you have, on top of that, he's missing this, the conditions that are conducive to him, right? Like the, the first six weeks of the season, when the weather's going to be nice, he's not playing. So, so he's showing up in sort of detrimental situations too. So I would say this to kind of like maybe put a bit of a bow on the Deshaun Watson information is that if you got a bunch of cheap Deshaun Watson – and maybe you wanted to move to a DAC. Maybe you wanted okay. to move to a Burrow. You know, n- you know, m- maybe someone because because Deshaun Watson's still in my top five. I think he is number five if I remember correctly. But if you wanted to move and if you wanted to diversify, because we haven't seen him play in a year, and we haven't seen him, you know, play in Cleveland for a full season, and maybe you got a bunch of cheap and you you got him for fifty cents on the dollar, and now you can you know, cash out or, you know, move to a, a more safer, consistent option. Like if, if you got him like me, I'll, again, I'll reference the league where I got it. I got him for Carson Wentz in a first in a league where I already have Josh Allen. I also got uh, Mitch Trubisky and one other player. So I've got people to get me through till he comes back. Yeah. But if I wanted to maybe trade him for a Kirk Cousins plus, a safe, solid QB2 that 
and then I could get some plus on top of it, maybe an extra draft pick, maybe a wide receiver, whatever. Maybe I do that in, in, in some cases, but if you basically the end of it is is that you're not going to get any more cheap Deshaun Watson a, and if you wanted to to liquidate some of that cheap Watson you got now's a great time. So what are you thinking about the rest of Cleveland? So the first six weeks it's going to be pretty ugly. So I would guess they're going to lean on the running backs quite a bit. Which oh, it's going to be the the Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt show. That's what I'm saying. So. Those are going to be absolute flip candidates for me. I'm going to draft them in my redraft leagues, and then to the people that get super horny about running backs, I'm going to be flipping them after a month. You know they exist. I mean, and when I hear you say it, when, when I see you, you know, they're horny. Horny. <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, they're like, you know, 26, 27 years old. So even in Dynasty, like, I'm, I'm about done with them regardless, and they are going to get the lion's share because you're not going to want to rely on Jacoby Brissett. Like, like if you have elite running backs like that, you're going to want to lean on them until you can get Deshaun Watson back. So I, I, I just feel like the running backs are going to go absolutely bananas, and I'm going to flip the shit out of them. Uh, uh, as far as as far as Amari is concerned, though, I don't know. It, it, he could really end up being a, a – see, I don't love it either, but I'm not putting it in the realm of possibilities that it's not possible that he can't have a 1,300-yard season, which I don't think is crazy. All right, tell me why. Randy's telling me no. I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't ever want to plagiarize someone else's work. And if I I could remember, because I've got a good memory, like for most, like because like the stat stood out. Someone someone posted good weather, bad weather splits with Amari Cooper, and this man does not do well in cold weather. He does not do well. And a good friend of the show, David Donaldson on YouTube, just posted uh, Amari just got hurt again. I don't yeah, know if that's serious. Breathing. I don't know if that's serious or he's just busting chops, but um, no, I would much rather go off of the ancillary pieces. I would much rather go get David Bell, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'm not really sure how I feel about David Njoku. You know, I kind of feel like for Njoku, if not now, when? But he did just sign a, a big contract, almost the same level of contract as Mark Andrews, which just is baffling to me, That that, but that's not why we're here to talk about that. So for me, I'm very happy with the Watson that I have. I may move a little. I like your point about this is going to be a great cash out opportunity for Nick Chubb. I want no part of Amari Cooper. And if I'm looking to acquire anybody, give me David Bell. Give me Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, someone in the chat mentioned Anthony Schwartz, the speedster. But I mean, that's fine. He's a dart throw kind of guy. But I, I'm pretty excited for Cleveland. I mean, this is going to be a hell of a division. I mean, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season in the AFC North. Cleveland's got Deshaun after six games. The Ravens are at least going to start the season healthy. And the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. This could be one of the funner divisions in, in fantasy and in football in general. True. It's definitely right. going to get some press, that's for sure. Oh, man. I, I, I may ask you a quick question before we pivot. And I, I tell you uh, about a trade that I made involving a Cleveland player. Um, which division do you think is going to be more fun and which division has better QBs? I, I think I know the answer, but I don't think it's as obvious as you think it is. The AFC West, you got Mahomes, Herbert, Carr, and I'm drawing a blank on the other one. Herbert, Carr, Mahomes. Oh, my goodness. Chargers, Herbert, Kansas City, Mahomes, Raiders. Oh, Russell Wilson, duh. Yeah, Denver. The, the newest guy. So, Russell Mahomes, Jesus. Herbert, and Carr. But then in the AFC North, though, you got Burrow, you got Lamar, 
You got I mean, uh, Deshaun Watson. And, 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 on that one. Yeah. Man, I mean, I got a lot of love for, for Derek Carr, but is there a huge gap between Carr and Trubisky? And there's a gap, but I don't think it's a huge gap. But, man, I hear you. these are going to be – I mean, the AFC is an absolute landmine field. That's just two divisions. Forget about the East. Buffalo, really good. You're going to count out the hoodie. Miami looks to be improved. Jets have added a bunch of weapons. Jacksonville, have you watched Jacksonville and Camp? They look they, they look good. We're going to talk about Traylon Burks here in just a second. Tennessee, the Colts. Disrespect right now. I mean, I mean, is, is the only is the only team not in playoff contention right now? The Houston Texans. I mean, Jacksonville's uh, on the outside looking in. The Jets, yeah, maybe. I, mean, I feel I feel like twelve to thirteen teams in the AFC are in the mix right now for a playoff spot. Now that seven make it. I mean, you're not wrong, but that's the NFL, baby. That's, what makes, that's, what, that's what makes it so fun. Going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, I've seen a lot of people having fun posting vids of Traylon Burks and a good friend of the show, Ray Garvin, uh, Theo Greminger from the Goat District and Roto Underworld. A lot of people have been posting a lot of Traylon Burks hype, Jerry. How are you coming around on Mr. Traylon Burks and the hype around this man's? Uh, I think I'm, I'm still in the same spot. I am not a person that usually buys into hype or hatred uh, a lot. And he, I felt like the hatred was probably a little unjust. And I feel like the hype is probably a little unjust. I think he's in a good situation where he's going to be the primary target. And that is all I care about. Whether that is going to be enough to make him a star is yet to be seen, because I don't know if Ryan Tannehill can do that. Because here's the secret about A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown can explode and he can have these big games. As far as end-of-season stardom, dude never had 1,100 yards. I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand more times. So is Traylon Burks going to be in there? I don't know. I like him. I have a couple shares, but also he scares the shit out of me. So I didn't have a ton, right? Like, There's a couple players in the league that I just like better than everybody and I have tons of shares of. Traylon Burks is not that for me. Now, you have been a person that has not been the biggest fan of the Traylon Burks ADP, and you are absolutely not a fan of the uh, coming in out of shape. You know, Mr. Yoked himself, Mr. Quadzilla, is never going to like something like that. So are you turning around on Mr. Burks, or are you still holding strong that you're still a little skeptical? Well, so can I share like a, a leadership and a, and, a, and a business philosophy that I, I learned a while ago? And uh, I, I'm even, I'm even going to credit this. So years ago, I went to a leadership symposium down in Orlando. What's Orlando synonymous with? Universal Studios. God damn it, Jerry. Disney fucking studios. God yes. damn it, Jerry. You had yes. one, you had I've one, never been to Disney I, 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 in I'm, my I'm, life. I'm, I'm, I'm I am not a Disney person. Another baseball reference. I'm teeing it up for you, and you just swing oh, it. No, 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 no. Universal. One is Nickelodeon Studios and getting slimed, but that's a Harry, I'm Harry, Harry Potter. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. So one of the speakers at this thing was a guy named Dennis Snow, and, and he wrote a, a, a series of you know, lessons, business lessons learned from his time at Disney called, you know, uh, Tales from the Mouse. Everything speaks. And I'm a huge believer ever since I've heard this. Everything means something. Anyone who tells you something doesn't mean something is lying to you or they're ignoring new evidence brought to the table. I am a person who is always going to adjust how I feel about something based on any new evidence. 
kudos to Traylon Burks. He looked less fat coming into camp. Um, he is moving well. Um, I, I, I want to see it in some preseason games. Agreed. But if I had to say anyone has done more, uh, a guy we're going to talk about here in just a minute as well, but if anyone has done more to improve their stock with me, it's been Traylon Burks. Look at this guy. Here's the thing. This is what do we want from people in life? We want from people to hear the criticism, do the work, and come back better. What has Traylon Burks done? He he went away, he did the work, he's come back better. So am I supposed to hold that against him or just dig my heels into a, a take that may need to, to need some mending? No, I'm gonna take this new evidence and I'm gonna say, okay. I've got an eyebrow raised. I am uh, I am raising Traylon Burks up a little bit. I don't think there's anything else I can do. I'm not going to dig in and go, ah, he, he just sucks and he's still <laughs> – he's not. He's looked very, very good in camp so far. I'm very excited to see him in some preseason games. I'm looking forward to seeing him against some DB1s from the other team. I, I want to see, you know, when he's not beaten up on, on future UPS drivers. I want to see what he looks like then. But I'm not going to ignore the things that have been presented to me because everything matters. It matters a little. It matters a lot. It, it matters. So that's where I'm at with Traylon Burks. I would say this from a dynasty standpoint, arrow pointing up, moving in the right direction. And I may have to amend uh, what will might end up in next year this time being a, a good person, bad tweet on my part, Jerry. That's okay. where I'm at with Traylon Burks. W what are you doing? No, I, I think that's fair. I am. I'm glad to hear See. That's why you're a smart man, my friend. Don't be set in your ways. Lesson one. Well, lesson ones, don't be a dick. Lesson two, don't be set in your ways. Listen, gather all the information that you can and adjust accordingly. I mean, that's that's why everything, dynasty, sports betting, the stock market, all of these things are things that deal with incomplete information. And the sooner that you can use your brain, use your resources, and take that new information, it allows you to act. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson again. Hey, I mean, what the hell? The one where Memphis dropped 67 F-bombs about Deshaun Watson. It's like Deshaun Watson. If you waited until today to make a move on Deshaun Watson, there's no more value for you. We talked about that. The value, the value was making the speculative buy six months ago or a year ago. That value is gone. So if you had acted when Traylon Burks had asthma and or was just fat and was not ready for minicamp, then you got a, a value. But now that he's shown up looking good, he's doing things, there is no more cheap Traylon Burks. That's how it works, kids. So if there's a player that, that you're interested in, like Jerry said, Jerry's doing the opposite. He knows that good news is around the corner for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So he's not going to move Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt right now until we get to about week two or three when these guys are getting force-fed against mediocre competition. I know they start the season against Carolina. They're probably going to eat, and he's going to wait because he knows that there will be what? More information, and he'll get more of a buy. So with Traylon Burks, the value is gone, and uh, I got to say. Uh, I just got to see it. I, I could wind up eating some of that humble pie, son, about Traylon Burks. And uh, another guy, I might get a big old scoop of humble pie, could be uh, Mr. Drake London, also having a good camp. Yeah, 
that one. I might be having that piece of pie with you there, my friend. Goes good with vanilla ice cream, but hey, what doesn't? That's true. I mean, my man has looked good. This is one of those situations where I need to see it, buddy. Right now, you've done everything you have needed to do to make me look stupid, which I appreciate. Um, and I, I do have one share just because I like to diversify. So for that one team across all of my teams, it really thanks you for putting in that extra work. And I hope you make it out and do well. Um, you know, my, I mean, what, my, what can I say? Like I, I, I shit on the guy all, all off season. I mean, if, if, there are some I wide receivers in the league who will remain nameless. Odell Beckham Jr. Allegedly um, likes that sort of thing, but I, uh, I, I, I was, I was, I was. My, my two big concerns with Drake was his ability to separate in the NFL and the fact that he's never played double-digit games since like high school, and I'm not even sure he did in high school. And in the NFL, you got to play 17 games. So that's part of it. But so far in camp, he's looked pretty healthy and he's using his big body and frame to, you know, create his own separation. Now, he almost feels like an old school clasher to this point. But receptions are receptions. And it's really him and Kyle Pitts in that offense. Bad team going to be behind. You know, you take a big guy and you start force feeding him volume, all of a sudden the the value goes up. So I don't think there's as much hype on on Drake London yet, but I don't think we're too far off, Jerry. No, definitely. I, I mean, all it's going to take is A, a touchdown catch, B, a 40-yard catch in a preseason game, and you that value is going to sky right up. I'm, you know, it, the things that I was worried about, I'm still worried about. Marks Mariota, potentially Desmond Ritter. Yeah, but it's one year. It, I mean, it's, it's I, one I year. It's one year. I hear you. I hear you. But what what's going to stop them from taking a shot on Desmond Ritter? And then I got to work with that new quarterback. And who knows if he's going to be good enough? It could be a two year building process with him. I, I will acquiesce to that statement in like best ball or redraft, but in dynasty, it doesn't matter. Because last year, last year you could have had a lot of trepidation. Word of the show, a lot of trepidation about Brandon Cooks with a rookie named Davis Mills. But here's at the end of the day, what what are the two V's? Hey, hey, now volume and value, and a bad team projected to finish last in their division gonna have to throw a lot. I don't care who throws it because it's 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 the buckshot approach. He may get 15 targets, but maybe only eight of them are catchable, but that's still that's eight fair. potential catches that, that, that you're going to get. It's like back in the day when I was a single gent and you'd be out at the you know the club or you know a, a nice establishment and you know you just keep firing. You just keep firing no matter what, you know, until you until you hit something. You know, that's, and that's what these quarterbacks will do. They'll just keep chucking the ball at Pitts and, and London and, and volume. Uh, how about this? The, the volume of targets will make up for the lack of quality targets. This is a good thing that David Donaldson just brought up too. Um, it, let's say they are shit, right? And you have to deal with, you know, a Drake London who's got a bad Marcus Mariota and he's got a bad, you know, potentially Desmond Ritter and he doesn't do a ton, but then they lose and they get CJ Stroud or they get Bryce Young. What's his value going to do? Like I, I, before he even plays a game, his value is going to skyrocket just because of the emergence of a quarterback. So it is sort of a win-win situation in that aspect. Either those guys are good enough to get him there, or they're going to be so bad that you're going to get an immense upgrade. So he's it, it, he might actually be a person that I acquire a lot of 
if he's struggling this year. Even though I have sort of shit on him in this offseason, didn't love how high he was going in rookie drafts, just because of a potential emergence of another quarterback. Because truthfully speaking, like we said, you know, a lot of people are challenging for the playoffs. There are a lot of a few teams that are just not great. And I would not be surprised if Atlanta is one of those teams that is just not great. Uh, I'll I'll tell you what is great though, is the hype around a guy that we we should have stayed on because both of us like this guy, but man, is the hype! I don't I don't have a uh, I don't have a uh, like a hype train sounder. I'll, I'll get one. I'll get like a, like a locomotive, like a you know that type of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, but but you know what? When a player is good, this is the best I've got on short notice. But the cream rise to the top. Oh yeah! I mean, good players show out, and all of a sudden, Isaiah Spiller, the uh, only the only running back in Los Angeles for the Chargers, not named Austin Eckler to get reps with the ones. Now I'm going to get into uh, an, another angry. Well, maybe, maybe we'll call this one "Angry Memphis" when when we when we release the show as a podcast. But but uh, Isaiah Spiller getting love from tons of people in the industry, friend of the show Troy King, um, JJ Zacharyson, um, Jax Falcone, Graham Bar. I could just go on. I just do Isaiah Spiller in the search function on Twitter. All these guys saying good Twing. tweets, and uh, you know. I, I, I'm I'm getting uh, all these random because I I have a lot of Isaiah Spiller because Jerry what do I draft and what do I trade for? Oh, you draft running backs and trade for wide receivers, brother. Bingo! So guess who has a shit pile of Isaiah Spiller on his dynasty rosters? That guy. And 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 and, and when the when I get the low ball offers of like, and I'll tell you about one here in a minute. You know I'm going back to it. <laughs> guess what, motherfucker? I'm not giving you my Isaiah Spiller for a third. Can I tell you about a bad trade real quick? I would absolutely Hor- love horrible trade. It. This this is great. Not good people. I'm not going to name. I'm not going to out this particular dynasty and fantasy okay. analyst. But you saw it in the group chat the other day. I was surly. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, that's gruff. I like surly better. Okay. Well, I was I was surly. I was uh, I was uh, surly. And you know, Mike in the tra- you know Mike says, "What was <laughs> I surly?" The Crip Mac on hood. Hell yeah, I was surly on hood. And uh, I got offered Mark Ingram. Jerry, what do you think this particular <laughs> fantasy analyst wanted me to give them for Mark Ingram in a dynasty league? What did they want for Mark Ingram? They wanted me to give them Isaiah Spiller and a third round pick. That was nice of them. <laughs> I'm like, do you think I walked into this life like three weeks ago? You know, am I out robbing liquor stores with a born to lose tattoo across my forehead? No, I've been doing this for a long time. And, 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 and it's, it's let me the, interject real quick here. Sure. I'm Mark sure Ingram. Here's my dynasty analysis of Mark Ingram on August 1st, 2022. If Mark Ingram is in your free agency, you go ahead and just let him stay there. You got nothing to worry about. Anyway, Randy, continue. I, I'm like, this, you should. Why don't you just come over to my house and slap me in the face and then slap my wife on the ass? What else you want to do to disrespect me? What the hell, man? Now, my, mind you, I have tolerated this gent, and he, he's a youth chaser. You know, all during our rookie draft, I had the 107, the 108, and he's sending me things like Amari Cooper and James Robinson and like a fistful of loose pubes for the 107, 108, and like the 205. 
I'm like, get out of here, man. You know, here's the thing. I can appreciate you wanting to jump in on the new hotness. I, I can totally dig that. But but how about, hey, bud, fellow league mate, fellow dynasty analyst. Dearest I, 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 I noticed you paid a third for Mr. Spiller. Can I offer you a second? Oh, no, I forgot because I'm a youth chaser. I'm just going to offer you a, a, a guy who's closer to drawing an AARP card than he is to be in a, you know, to, to be in an RB2. Jerry, what the hell, man? What the actual bloody hell? Yeah, that's not a good one. I will give you that. It seems like Isaiah Spiller Day on Twitter was today. Um, I, I, is, no, sir. No, sir. And, and, it, was, it was Saturday. But I know you, you were well, working yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're getting caught up from being out, being sick. So I can but, I can kind of dig that. But, yeah, all of a sudden, like I have a ton of Isaiah Spiller because I never I got, lost I got, faith. And I got, I got a, I got a bajillion bad offers. Oh, yeah. Well, you're always going to in those situations because people, that's what they do. I mean, usually not Mark Ingram for Isaiah Spiller in a third, of course. But the thing about this situation is like, He's getting, he's the only person that's getting first team reps with Austin Eckler. No shit. I, what are they going to do? Give it to Josh Kelly? Like, of course they were going to give it to Isaiah Spiller and not Josh Kelly. So, I mean, that was a little bit of an overreaction, and people love to hear that. I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I guess I understand it, but it seems like when they drafted him, it was sort of going to be obvious that he was going to split some time with Austin Eckler because Josh Kelly's saying? there. Well, it's like a, it's barrier a to entry. Josh Kelly, like, like I just, uh, of course he was going to get it. I'm excited. I'm, listen. And Austin Eckler's what? 28. I mean, I, I mean, he's, he's not. I mean, he's he's, he's yoked. My man's a brick shit house. But I mean, Roundtree. That was the other guy's name. Thank you, Mike. I mean, but, but here, like, here's man. the thing. Here's the thing. Barrier to entry. It's it's James Cook, but with probably a better college profile. No, for sure, a better I mean, profile. Really good offense. I, I mean, and literally, Austin Eckler has gotten hurt. I'm not. I'm not saying. It, I'm just saying, like the the news that he was splitting first team reps over the other guys. No shit. It's like if Isaiah Spiller couldn't beat out these ham and eggers. Yes, then crumbums <laughs> and shoe clerks. It's a different. What, uh, what, what what did we I think was going to happen? What, yeah. what, why did we like James Cook so much? I, yes, you can you know argue metrics and forty time and all that. Cool, neato, good for you. I like good players on good offenses that score good points. I know it's kind of boring and I don't have a lot of data and metrics and things to back it up. And you're just grinding that film, but it's funny how it works. It's funny how it always works. Now, you may only get a season, you may only get a couple, but at the running back position, that's not that uncommon. No. So if, if, if you loaded up on, on cheap Isaiah Spiller, no one's happier than you. You are doing great. It's one of those things. If you want to get a cash out, I will bet you by the time we get preseason week two, if the hype continues at this level with Isaiah Spiller, you will be getting 23 first for him. Absolutely. Especially in one QB leagues. Maybe not in, in, in Superflex to QB leagues because next year's – again, I'm already starting to kind of get a, a, the gist of what's going on with 23's you know, class, but I've seen at least five running backs that feel like they could be first-rounders 
in Dynasty next year. And that's the ones that we know of now. Forget the ones that may break out. Same thing with quarterbacks. They're projecting five first round in, in the actual NFL draft. So that's 10. So a, a first is going to get you a really good player in, in 23. So uh, good to see Isaiah Spiller breaking out. And we know that every year there's this rookie runaway train. Sometimes it's Kenny Galladay. Sometimes it's someone else. But I feel like Isaiah Spiller could be the 2022 camp rookie. A few years ago, um, was it was it Javid Best? It was the other guy who played for the Lions. Running back, Amir Abdullah. Wow. He had that preseason run where he busted out like a like like a seventy yard run, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden Amir Abdullah was trading out there on these dynasty streets for a first. So you you may get that opportunity again. Not to say that Isaiah Spiller's Amir Abdullah, but you get the point. A guy you get yep. for a second or a third, and all of a sudden you can you can flip him. So. There's a guy. I got a couple of contract signings, Jerry. We'll get out of here. Okay. Um, both Debo, but and NFC West, and Debo, two. and then uh, DK Metcalf. Now DK Metcalf signed first. He got fifty-eight point two million dollars guaranteed, and uh, Debo got fifty-eight point one. So Debo kept his lead up by a hundred thousand. Um, I love these contracts, not only for us in Dynasty. But for these guys, um, I'll start with DK, then I'll go to Debo, then I'll give the, the floor to you. Um, I actually like it. I actually like my DK Metcalf shares at his ADP right now more than my Debo because DK Metcalf has never really been a volume wide receiver. Now, does Drew Locke throw the Russell Wilson deep ball? No. It can be argued that in today's NFL, there may be one or two quarterbacks that throw the deep ball better than Russell Wilson. And losing Russell Wilson will hurt. But I'm going to go back to what we said about, you know, the other wide receivers, whether that be Drake London or whether it be DK Metcalf. Bad team, going to be behind. I'll take the volume, even though it's bad volume, and and, and hope to, to get a couple of big home runs with Debo, or no, excuse me, with DK. Um, I think if you can get him at his current ADP, I think he's most likely to get a QB upgrade next year. Hell, he may get a QB upgrade this year in the form of Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think DK is one of the few elite young. Hell, the guy will be 27 when his next contract comes up. This is a great time to buy DK Metcalf because we've just kind of like thrown him under the rug and don't like him anymore. And then Debo, this is great. For those that believe in Debo, I still don't. He got the three-year deal. He'll be 28 when his contract runs up. Um, they signed him as a weapon, so maybe the money will let him be happier and they won't use him as much in the running game. I just know that about 35% of his fantasy production came last year via the run. I saw he gets a bonus if he hits 380 rushing yards. He gets so that's going to entice him. 150,000 miles. He, or he, miles, Jesus, Jerry. Dollars. Is is that like air miles? Yeah, he gets air miles. Yeah, he has to do his homework like Kyler, but he gets if, air if, miles. If, you, if you've flown recently, that's 750,000 miles. <laughs> more valuable than, than, than you're letting on. But sure. um, I'm actually looking – I'm actually using this as a reason to buy DK – and flip Debo. Like if I had Debo and I could go flip him for DK and get anything in return, I, I'm totally in. 10 out of 10. Uh, um, DK's healthier. DK's younger. Um, his game is much more likely to age better 
than Debo Samuels. And we seem to forget that even though Debo only missed one game last year, he's had some injury issues of his own in the past. So for me, this gives me a reason to go buy DK and a reason to go sell Debo. Jerry, what do you got? DK's my number one buy, I think. It just because he's in a situation. Oh, you're a copycat. God damn no, it, Jerry. Kiss my ass. Listen, I'm kidding, one, Jerry. I'm not DK's job. You, you have. The whole time. You, but, are, you, you are a meat rider of DK Metcalf. Yeah. Uh, it's probably bigger than I want to ride, but that's a that's a for a Patreon, a weird Patreon. Um, Even more reason to sign up. So, <laughs> so either you know it's a disaster in Seattle, right? And he doesn't help you this year, but then they get an immense QB upgrade. So they they are, in my opinion, the worst team in the NFL. I I would absolutely put them in the tippy top option of being one of the – the cream rises to the crop, you know. It, it, no, it no, 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 Jerry. Don't ever do that again. Sorry, but sorry. the guys. cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. They're just bad. And I really think they are going to end up with a top three pick. I would – if I was betting, I would put some money down on them being the top pick. So they will get a quarterback, and it will be much better for DK's situation. Even if you don't want to play DK Metcalf, the moment anybody with a pulse goes there, that's not Drew Locke or Geno Smith or, you know, even, even Jimmy can help this year. But, or he's just a 6'4 lightning bolt who can still make unbelievable plays down the field. Either way, I'm going to get a young guy who's signed a contract for multiple years and in a situation where either he's great with really bad quarterbacks, which proves that he's always going to be good. If you can be good with bad quarterbacks, you are an asset that should be on my team, especially since he's not even going to hit his apex wide receiver pinnacle years until after this contract. So even if it's a disaster in Seattle, my man's going to end up on a team where he can try and win a Super Bowl. And if he's on a team that can try and win a Super Bowl, they have a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Fuck yeah. Give me DK Metcalf every single time. Debo is not really my cup of tea. So I'm just going to keep it at that because I'm biased and I don't want to influence anybody that may or may not like Debo. He's just not the type of guy he's, I don't know. I, I don't like guys that are going to do everything like that just because they are going to get hurt and he's already missed an entire season for the most part. So no, thank you. Not my style, but it's good for him. If you have Debo, you're happy. And I do in a league or two, which I'm excited about. But if I could get DK Metcalf, absolutely. Every single time. All right. Well, I, I forgot to tell you earlier about the trade involving a Cleveland player, um, but it involves one of my top buys. And that is Naheem Hines. So on Saturday, I gave up Kareem Hunt, and I got back Naheem Hines in a third. I am all in on Naheem Hines. When Naheem Hines had Phillip Rivers as his QB in 2020, do you know where he finished that year as an RB that year? Where did he finish? He was RB, it was either 15 or 16. And you know where Jonathan Taylor finished? Where? RB6. So there is a world where Jonathan Taylor gets his, but Naheem Hines gets his. And and you know what Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers have in common? What's that? Well, it's not nine kids. 
No. You want to go out on a limb and no, say Matt Ryan, not as potent, not as fertile as, uh, as, as Mr. Rivers, but they're both as mobile as this mic stand right here. They ain't moving. Matt Ryan is a check him down, check him down, check him down quarterback. And I think that's great for Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to see a nice little bump, but I think you're going to go back to seeing that um, weapon, that gadget type role where Naheem Lahat, you know, you might see Hines and, and Taylor in the backfield, you know, together they motion him out to the slot. You're going to see a, uh, a lot. You're going to see a lot of Naheem Hines, um, nothing against Kareem Hunt, but I would much rather have Naheem Hines. That is my top buy right now. On top of Austin Hooper, uh, although I hear and see Austin Hooper. Uh, welcome aboard, by the way. Welcome aboard to all these fantasy and Twitter and dynasty. Welcome aboard. I've been on this guy since March. And uh, so there you go, Jerry. There's a show. Um, I love these training camp shows. They're getting a little shorter. We're getting around an hour. Um, good friend, Kyle, back with the FF Smackdown. How about that, Jerry? Good. About time. You know, he texted me, asked how I was doing. I was like, I got to, I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, look at this guy. Okay. No, I'm good. I always, always love hearing his voice. Brightens my heart. Uh, Kyle, it's so great to have him back. And that's one thing you're going to see a little bit more of this season from the Dynasty War Zone. Uh, Dallas will still be doing the rookie content. And by that, I mean, he'll be doing stuff about the guys in their first year. And he'll be doing a lot about the guys in college. Dallas does a tremendous job with the rookie. We call it rookie here. It's not quite full-blown Debbie because Dallas and Jerry and I and the guys, we don't we don't scout high school sophomores. I just don't. Um, unless they're baseball players. If you've got a good 15U that wants to play in Indiana, hit me up. But that's not really our thing. But 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 Dallas takes care of all that Debbie. And you know, soon-to-be players will be drafting, you know, next year. Uh, the guy at the Dynasty War Games, Jesse, Mike, and Chad, they'll continue to do some some fun Dynasty-related content. We will, too. But I'll tell you, Jerry and I may be shortening this up a little bit, and then you may hear more of Jerry and I on the FF SmackDown. Because in season, what is Dynasty? Um, we got some things behind the, the curtains, but make sure you, you check out Kyle. Welcome him back. Hit him up on Twitter at Kyle Month 8 That's Kyle, M-O-N-T-H. The number eight, Kyle Month Eight on Twitter. Welcome him back. Maybe do a review. Welcome him back. And uh, Jerry, I'm excited to have Kyle back uh, behind the mic. Always, always, man. And he's a smart cat. And if he wins the Aussie League one more time, I'm gonna be a little salty with him. So I'm only gonna be salty if he beats me in the semifinals one more goddamn <laughs> that's, year. That's actually my worst rebuild ever. You know, I I went through the stage where I you know was trying to learn how to rebuild really well. That's one that has just not worked out. No matter what I've tried, that team's still shit. So at least he wins, I guess. And not G, because G's been talking that shit. G always talks shit, too, though. I, I, Even I, though, I, our, oh, hold on, sorry, I'm going to keep interrupting. You're good. So they got me into footy, right, which is Australian football. Well, my team that I adopted, because they were rivals against the team that's blue and yellow, being a Michigan State guy, I picked the team that was rivals against Blue and Yellow. There was no green and white team. Um, I went against G's team, and they tied, Randy. What kind of stupid fucking rules they got in this sport where you can tie? Get the fuck out of here. What is I, I, I mean, I, mean I, I, I still don't entirely know all the rules in that game either because I, I watched the highlights and stuff. No idea how anything happened. Oh, oh, I got one more trade we can talk about. Okay, shoot. 
I traded Corderell Patterson, I mean Patterson for anything for, for Hunter Renfro. Okay. Straight yeah. up. Now this is a league. It's it's start 10. It's super flex. So you're gonna start two QBs. You have to start two tight ends and then one running back, one wide receiver. So it's a floor a four flex league. So I gave up a little running back depth, but dude, I, lo- I love Hunter Renfro. I, I think I got a steal for like a 32-year-old running back wide receiver hybrid. I loved it. I love Hunter Renfro. Even if you don't love Hunter Renfro, Cordero Patterson is absolutely the, going to be the guy that cost so many teams redraft championships this year because he did great last year. He, he's like this year's like Zach Stacy or Alex Collins, where it's like they did good for a year. And then the next year they get drafted in like the third round of a redraft league. And then that team loses and they're surprised by that. That's Cordell Patterson. You had eight years to see if the guy could do anything. He put it together for one. No, thank you. I'm good on that. You, you, uh, you ever send your wife a, a, a text and she just does not believe what she sees. Hey, no. <laughs> no, I, Cause what I did is I sent her a, a text. It's a picture of it's that classic picture of, AJ Brown with his shirt off, DK Metcalf with oh, his yeah. shirt off, and in yeah. the middle is a picture of Hunter Renfro <laughs> with his shirt off, and it says, "All three of these wide receivers last year, the one in the middle made the Pro Bowl, and it's Hunter Renfro." My wife is like, "No way!" Like a hundred percent, that guy was the most productive wide receiver. She's like, "That's and, not even possible." She's like, "Are you sure he's not a kicker?" And like, that's that's this is the sport that we try and predict what's going to happen in. And we do we, we do the best that we can, but we want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, Jerry has been a great co-host. I appreciate him recording on a Monday for a, a Wednesday show. Make sure, again, I point out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. The group chat's been tremendous. Uh, the one thing that I really appreciate is that sometimes you're in a group chat and sometimes, you know, you almost want to scream for an adult. Adult! Make these guys straighten up our, our patrons, you know, handling some pretty sensitive subjects like the Deshaun Watson. It's been a forum where people can, you know, the other day they were discussing PEDs and I'm, I'm reading through and I'm like, man, it feels like this is getting heated. I'm like, no, we have a bunch of good people. They're able to disagree and speak to each other like, an, like adults. And hey, here's my opinion. Here's my opinion. And let's have a conversation like adults. That's what's cool about the patron. That's why I've been spending more time there than I have been on Twitter. Because Twitter is just a cesspool. And, of course, hate brand goods. It's the athletic. I've actually gotten a pair on. I'm going to let Jerry talk. for. I may stand up for those of you on YouTube. Uh, Jerry, Patreon, hate brand. It's HVIII.com or HVIII in your Apple or Google Play app store. Jerry, what do you want to tell these people before we get out of here? I would just tell them to use code word Memphis for hate brand goods. That's Matt Vincent. That's our dog, man. Well, hold on. Let me see Quadzilla. Okay. Okay. He went with the stripes. He went with the stripes. You know, this is, it, the stripes make it look bigger. That's all I, I'm saying. Hey, now. Hey, 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 now. And uh, I will tell you that you, you got to be subscribed to their email list because this past weekend they had a flash 50% off sale of the entire website. So it was like from noon to five on Saturday and smoking hot deal. So check out the hate, hate brand goods, HVIII.com or in the app store uh, or Google play. So Jerry, there you go. That's a podcast. And uh, let's get out of here again. You, you working tomorrow? No, I have tomorrow off. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. I'm probably just going to play. I, you know what? I'm going to text Kyle. I'm going to see when he's recording. So I, so I can jump on the YouTube 
and I can listen to that man so I can get a little bit smarter because I got my redraft league coming up in a little bit. I only have one. Uh, it's it's just the I'm oldest league that I have. Two. I'm going to do the tag team division of the Patreon. I'm going to, I'm going to, I forget who I, I think it was one of the mics last year, but I think I'm going to get a new tag team partner this year. Last year we rallied, like we started off like three and five and we got hot down the stretch. Um, I would like to say it had to do with all my intelligentsia and, 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 but it wasn't, they, Mike carried me. He, he put my big ass on his back and like, you know, he piggybacked me to a, a playoff semifinal and uh, it's because he's damn good people. But uh, if you want to come hang out with damn good people, patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. But on behalf of that man, he is the man of the hour, the man with the power. You can follow Jerry Sinclair on Twitter at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And here at the Dynasty Warzone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back real soon. Have a great week, guys. Keep enjoying that training camp. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit. That little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine, or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know like I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak